Morrow Time with 2GB's David Morrow. There is nothing wrong with it, but don't read the rules. On Radio Sport Mornings. Another weekend of NRL action is about to get underway. It starts tonight when the Sharks play the Panthers. The Warriors play Saturday against the Cowboys. Pretty big game this. Let's bring in David Morrow. How you doing, David? Happy Easter to you. Yeah, happy Easter, Jason and everyone. Uh, yeah, this is a huge game. I mean, you know, when you when you look at these two teams on the competition table, uh, the fact that they've each only won two games, but and I know that isn't too bad in the overall context of the table, but these two teams were both expected to finish in the top four. Uh, and they've just been downright dreadful so far in comparison to what we thought they produced. So tonight is a really big night, uh, and uh, it often is a big night when these two play each other. They came in the competition the same year in '67, uh, 1967, that is, for those that are a little bit younger. Uh, and, yeah, the Panthers, they, you know, that there's a lot of talk about Maloney, whether uh, whether he's settled there or whether he's unhappy. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. And, of course, then you've got the Sharks. I mean... Sean Johnson. Well, every Warriors fan knows that there's about five Sean Johnsons. And uh, the magic man that he can be can win a game in the twinkly of an eyelid. But the trouble is we only see it for about two minutes a game. So, I don't know. What, a, what an incredible conundrum. The two number sixes, both under pressure. And I think the fans would like to see the best of both of them tonight. And if we get the best of both of them, we're in for a cracking game. When we spoke last week, I talked to you about the Panthers and how they had struggled to score points. Um, and, and, you know, it was a low cumulative points tally they'd racked up. They got 24 last week, but unfortunately the Titans got 30. So um, losing to the Titans certainly isn't the uh, the best preparation for what, as you say, has now become a pretty pretty important game for them tonight. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. Uh, we, I'm, honestly, at the end of the year, I thought someone said to me, who's going to score the most points this year? I said, oh, the Panthers. I mean, it's they've still only got one outside back. I think, oh, Dylan Edwards, that's right. He scored that try, didn't he, late. Uh, they got them home against the Tigers. I think Mansell scored one last week. I mean, they've hardly scored any tries in the back. They've only scored nine tries all year, uh, which is an indictment upon how they're going. Uh, look, I, I don't know what they... You know, I'd really have a look at them. I think, yeah, they've got too many good players to be playing as poorly as they are. And, and and the same with the Sharks, Jason. Look, honestly, you look at them and just think, well, you know, what's going wrong? And I just wonder whether there's a lack of enthusiasm, whether they realise what they're out there for. I don't know what it is, but I tell you what, if someone doesn't hit them with a, a red-hot poker tonight, uh, the fans will when they uh, when they come out next week because uh, both sides deserve a, a giant big size 35 up the backside because they're just not performing. Well, two sides who would never be uh, accused of that in the first part of this season uh, clash tomorrow night. I believe you've got the mic for this one at Amy Park. The Storm against the Roosters. How's it going to play out? Well, you know, I just read an article just on while I was waiting. The, the Roosters, I think it's 15 years or something. It's some amazing stat. I've got to go and double check it. That the team who won the grand final when there's the rematch the following year, uh, the, the loser of the grand final gets up. Uh, which would mean the Storm are good things. I don't think they are. I think the Roosters will win this. Uh, I just think they're playing football that's, uh, that's pretty pretty handy sort of style they're playing, and I think they might be put too good for the Storm. But in saying that, every time you knock the Storm, and I'm not knocking them, every time you suggest the Storm are going to produce something, they play that, that style of football, you think, oh, today's the day. They find a way to win. I mean, if you could bottle what they've got, I mean, every team in the world would love it. They're just one of these teams that know how to get the job done. But so are the Roosters when they're on the job, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it should be, a, you're right, cracking game of football. And at the moment, they, these two teams are, uh, without a doubt, and by by some margin, the benchmark. I mean, for the first time for some years, I mean, look, we keep saying it. I remember a few years ago, 
we said, uh, forgot which two teams they were. Uh, they said the absolute certainty is to make the grand final. Both of them missed the top eight. So, uh, you know, <laughs> here we are after round five. Everyone's saying, well, you know, let's put the, throw, the, throw everything out the window. The Storm will play the Roost in the grand final. And they may be right. Uh, but tomorrow night's game will be a cracker and it's uh, something special to, to really get into on Good Friday. Yeah, can't wait for it. Then on Saturday, uh, Warriors at home to the Cowboys. Uh, like Sean Johnson, there's about five different kinds of Warriors who might turn up at this one. Cowboys have been uh, pretty dreadful for a season and a half now. Warriors should win this, shouldn't they? Yeah, I agree with you, Jase. <laughs> I mean, every Warriors fan has just thrown something at the radio. <laughs> you and I have both tipped the Warriors, and and you've said they should win it. Uh, yeah, I think they should too. And I thought last week, you know, they were yeah, they were a bit stiff at times. I mean, they just couldn't finish it off against a very good side. And Walker's playing very well. The South Sydney Five Eight have got four tries against them. But you know, you just think, yeah, you, know, you just hope that doesn't mentally get hold of them, thinking here we go again. Hey, look, the other mob Cowboys have been they're just downright dreadful. And look at their back line. Uh, I just look at it. Michael Morgan, yeah, just playing well. Clifford's not hasn't got up to it. Their centres, oh yeah, probably reserve guards. I'm not a rap on Carhu. The other fellow's only a kid. The two wingers, mm, yeah, probably reserve graders at most clubs. And Tamari Martin. So you know, the Warriors got they got class. They got lap them in class in the backs. So if they can hold their own in the forwards, they should win it. But you, know, you and I know that there's uh, there's the Warriors, you, you really are wanting a major hemorrhage of the back pocket if you want to back the Warriors every week. There was a lot of talk yesterday and in the in the uh, aftermath of Stephen Kearney naming a pretty much unchanged side around uh, a couple of players. In particular, Solomon Carter got a lot of airtime here yesterday, uh, David, with uh, not so much with uh, his attacking prowess, but the fact that he has, seems to have been involved in a lot of tries the Warriors have conceded. And I guess the, 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 the question is, when does loyalty get replaced by, by pragmatism? And you do decide to make a change there. Well, that's the thing is, you know, he knows that if he misses a few tackles this week, uh, you know, he might have a few question marks about him, but uh, he's not going to have, put it this way, he hasn't got to have much coming at him this week. Uh, and uh, that, that's the thing. He's, and he is such a good player, but who do you replace him with? Is it, you know, does Jared Beale come into the, into the centres? Uh, and you're playing there and build with the experience he's got. And he's played some good footy for the Warriors over the last couple of years, uh, albeit not necessarily always starting. But, yeah, that's the question, Mark, isn't it? It's all right to to say someone's not playing well, but you've still got to think of who's going to replace them and will they do a better job. Uh, He's a good player, this bloke, at his best. Uh, But sometimes he's another one. I mean, how how many of these blokes are there? Carter. I mean, fair dinkum. He is a bloke, a bit like Conrad Hurrell. I mean... They can destroy a team in five minutes, but feeding and they can let five tries in at the other end in the next five minutes. So uh, it certainly adds it adds to the attraction of watching the Warriors play, does it not? <laughs> it does. It does. Just another reason to to have a look at them. Um, I saw Phil Gould during the week saying he still thinks the Broncos are a top four side. Yeah, look, there's a lot of people around saying that. They think that uh, they, a lot of people are saying that they think that the change of coaching. Uh, from the Bennett style to the Seabold style will take a while for the Broncos to gel. Now, the thing is that the Broncos play the Raiders in Canberra. The Raiders' defence this year has been outstanding, which was highlighted again last week, uh, the big duck egg against uh, Parramatta. And, uh, you know, they're going pretty well, the Raiders. They've still only conceded 44 points in the comp. They're the best defensive team in the comp up against uh, the, the, the Broncos who aren't going that well. Uh, they've conceded 115 points, the Broncos. So you want to back the Raiders here. 
Oh, I looked at it the other day. The, you know, the Bronx, uh, you know, unless they cause an upset, they could be one and nine after 10 rounds. Now, last year, if you lost 10 games, it was, I know it was an odd quirk, but who's to say it doesn't repeat itself? The, the, the teams, it, it, you, you had, losing 10 games got you into the, uh, into the eight. But if you lost 11, you missed the eight. So I'm just looking at the Broncos at the moment. Yeah, they could probably still make the top four, but they've got to win almost. They've got to win uh, at least two, uh, three quarters of their game, but not 80% of their games from here on in. And I'm not sure any team's capable of doing that, especially when they'll probably lose a few players around state of origin when they'll be weakened again. Especially you think Roberts, uh, he'll probably go. Boyd, I think they'll pick him again. Oates, uh, Bird's probably a chance to play for New South Wales. McCulloch will play for Queensland. Certainly Gillett will. So, you know, state of origin time. I know there's a buy in the middle of it. But they could get knocked about again. And not only just state of origin, it's the aftermath of state of origin that often knocks teams around who supply five to six players because they're playing either injured or they're playing tired and they're mentally down a bit. I remember Webke told me once, Shane Webke, he said, he said, it's not so much that you're not trying, but you go out in front of, say, six, eight, ten thousand people at an away game when you're used to playing in front of 50, 60, 80,000 people roaring. He said, you just get out in the field and you think you're playing park footy or you're a training exercise. It's hard to get up. Uh, and that's the other thing that uh, they've got to go through as well. Thanks for uh, for coming for today for us, David. Have a great Easter, mate. Look forward to that Roosters Storm game tomorrow night and we'll uh, chat again next week, eh? Yeah, I am looking forward to it. And, of course, on Monday, Jason, we're opening the new stadium at Parramatta, which is called Bankwest Stadium. They tell me it is something extraordinary. So uh, I may ought to tell you a little bit about it next week.